Coming up on Golf Today, day two of the PGA Show in Orlando. More gadgets, more goodies, more great times at the Orange County Convention Center. We are here to help your game. Roy doesn't need much help. He thought this new year in Dubai, the world number one, tried to hold on to that spot. We have highlights ahead. And John Rahm loves Torrey Pines, but Wednesday was a struggle on the south course. What happened to the world number three? It's all ahead on Golf Today. today. The 70th edition of the PGA show officially kicked off yesterday at the Orange County Convention Center, Orlando, Florida. Always one of the biggest weeks on the golf calendar. Folks in the industry reconnecting, taking stock and sharing some ideas on the year ahead. The world's largest business to business golf event. Some 800 companies and brands all within nearly 1 million square feet. And we are glad to take you there once again. This is Golf Today. I'm Damon Hack. Hope your Thursday is off to a great start. We have three hours of power for you today. Highlights from Dubai as well as Torrey Pines. And yes, all the happenings of this, the 70th PGA show in Orlando, Florida. This gathering started in 1954 back in Dunedin, Florida. Companies selling wares out of the trunks of their cars. It has grown and grown and grown into the world's largest business-to-business -business golf event. Some 800 different golf companies, PGA professionals, Movers, shakers, upstarts, dreamers, everyone hoping for a fantastic 2023. It's already been a very busy day for Matt Adams and Amy Rogers, who join us live from Orlando. Guys, good morning. What's happening? Hey, Damon. It is another busy day here at the Orange County Convention Center. The crowds were great yesterday. There was a buzz. There was an excitement. You know, because this is the first time that we've been able to be back in earnest since the pandemic. We had a virtual show in 21. 22 was far curtailed compared to what it is now. And this one feels very much like what it used to feel like. A lot of the big companies are back. But to the point of the buzz, the enthusiasm seems like it's back, too. It's huge. I mean, so many of the different companies that we saw by to talk with people how many people have said to you this feels like it used to it yeah. feels like golf is back it's been really exciting and we've had a chance to be able to uh, stop by and talk with some of these different companies as well and, and we're going to show you some incredible ones throughout the day and today is really about apparel i am going to be stopping by several different uh, companies that are here to show you some of the latest trends for both men and women some really great outerwear that i'm hearing we're going to get to take a look at imagine being able to put on some outerwear and not being soaked afterwards this stuff is really going to get the job done and not just clothes but shoes too some really cool shoes that are coming out some new styles nice. new technology again to keep those feet dry because once you get your feet wet it's over it's over but <laughs> you also are continuing your trend of this show so far you've got another multiple time major champion waiting for you right i do i do yeah i'm going to get a chance to catch up with ernie ells who's here today he's going to be promoting a new product as well this one's going to be a little bit unique so you're going to want to stick around yeah, to we, see what that one's we all can about. chew on that in just a little while hint hint uh, <laughs> my day is going to be split up taking a look at a lot of equipment today i'm going to head over to the cobra booth i'm going to head over to titleist i'm going to head over to uh did i say uh you Cobra, said Cobra I and said Cobra, so ping. Uh, there's more. There, we've got it's the list is massive, and it's an opportunity for us to show you guys all the new technology coming into the industry, which I am super excited to. For me, it's the funnest part of what we are able to do. Is that a word, funnest? Sure. All right, it is it right now. Here. So it is for me, uh, Damon, the best part of the PGA show, and I get to really dive into the equipment part of what we're doing. But yeah, it's exciting. Everybody is fired up for it, and so are we. 
I'm an XL. If you find any great uh, golf shirts, much more from Matt and Amy in just a little bit. Great to be joined by Brando Chambly on this Thursday. You'll see him on pregame at 2.30. Are you into the gadgets a PGA show? You know, unfortunately, I usually have to work the week of the PGA show. Uh, there's been a few years where I didn't, and I'm front and center in all of that. Uh, I echo uh, Matt Adams' words right there. It's the... The gadgets and the, the equipment and the launch monitors and the simulators. I'm usually right in the middle of it. I was over there this week, Monday, Tuesday, okay. sort of getting a preview, uh, and I can I can certainly say the buzz was there, even on Monday and Tuesday. I mean, the whole the whole city was was buzzing with PGA people. But yeah, it's Disneyland for me. A lot of buzz at the PGA show. Also a lot of buzz with this incident people have been talking about in Dubai. Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, not seeing eye to eye. On the driving range, Brandel, as you know, on Tuesday, Reed came by to say hello, greeted Rory's caddy. Rory, you see him remaining kneeling there with his filling his golf equipment. So there, Reed walks away, tosses a tee at Rory, kind of setting the tone for the week. Brandel, that shows some gumption, first of all, on the part of, of Reed, whose attorney is serving people with papers in the golf industry left and right. But what do you make of Rory's place in the game right now? Yeah, look, gumption, I guess, is you're right. It does show some gumption. On the one hand, I would say it, it shows a an embarrassing and utter lack of self-awareness. I mean, how can you be involved in numerous lawsuits suing basically the whole world uh, and certainly the tours uh, that, that Rory is a, a strong representative of and expect everything to just be uh, hunky-dory out there? Uh, but I think that's a sort of a preview of, I, I think, a handful of tournaments this year where because they haven't yet, and I suspect they will at some point, uh, they've got a different system on the DP World Tour. I mean, every player on the tour gets a vote, but I'm sure when they do vote, they're going to write to rewrite. They're going to try to rewrite the rules in such a way that they could preclude those live players from being a part of the European Tour. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. They had a, in some way, because imagine if, if live players are percolating up to be on the Ryder Cup, uh, how distracting that would be mm. for a Ryder Cup. But just think about the awkwardness that it's that we're going to have to to witness moments like that throughout this year as they play together in some major championships and some of these uh, European DP uh, world uh, uh, events. And because if you think about it, even Patrick Reed throwing around that T, you know, they're there to promote live. His T's got the name of his, whatever, his team on it. Uh, and and he talked about it afterwards, mentioning the name of his team. So they're <laughs> right. there front and center as brick and mortar for MBS uh, to to carry on this deceit mm. uh, and, and promote the tour that they're playing, which is... Uh, involved in various lawsuits with the PGA Tour and DP World Tours. Awkward moments, to be yeah. sure, but how much does this fuel, more fuel, for Rory McIlroy? <clears throat> well, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, when you start thinking about Rory, I've always thought of Rory as, a, as an emotional player, and there's been numerous examples of that, most notably last year at the Masters when he held out on the 18th uh, Right there, the right bunker, shot 64, you know, finished second. I mean, just the sheer joy that Rory was exuding right there. I mean, he looked like he was uh, 15 years old. But on the flip side of that, Rory could get quite emotional. And if you remember back in 2021, after the stressful week of the Ryder Cup and all of the buildup, and you can imagine with Padraig Harrington as the captain, he wanted to play so well uh, for Ireland. And uh, it, was, it was certainly evident that he was emotional. But when you think about great athletes, they seem to always play with a chip on their shoulder. Tiger Woods, Stephen Ames. Stephen Ames said he's never been more beatable. Tiger said, well, we'll just see about that, cowboy.
Uh, he shook his hand pretty early in that round, beating nine and eight. Damon, you were there with the New York Times covering it. But again, when you think about the, the best of athletes, to me, it's like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Kobe Bryant, even the European Ryder Cup team. They figured out a way to play with a chip on their shoulder. And I think Liv was the chip on Rory's shoulder last year. And the reason I think that is, well, numerous reasons. One, it was his best year ever from a scoring standpoint. Rory's now won the Varden Trophy four times. And believe it or not, that was the lowest scoring average he's ever had to win the Varden Trophy. And only one player in route to winning the Varden Trophy has ever had a lower scoring average than Rory McIlroy. Now, Tiger Woods did it several times, most notably 2000, 2007, when he had a scoring average of 67.79. But you can't overlook the fact that Roy won, uh, won the FedEx Cup for the third time. Uh, most consistent year in major championships. His worst finish was eighth, his lowest scoring ever, average ever. And I feel like for the first time ever, uh, he had a chip on his shoulder. Mm. Michael Jordan spent his career checking into hotels under the name of the guy who beat him out on the varsity team when he was in high school. Mm. He ended up with six NBA titles and the greatest of all time. Now, you've got to work to get a chip on your shoulder. If you're <laughs> as good as Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you got to work to find – even Tiger. If you remember Tiger, he'd win times. He'd come in there, and I know some of you guys doubted me. I was mm. like, nobody in the media center <laughs> doubted Tiger Woods. I mean, maybe, okay, when he came back and won the Masters after the chipping issues and the back issues – but by the time he won the Masters in 2019, nobody was doubting him. But nonetheless, Tiger still seemed like he used that as a chip on the shoulder. And, and it's, it's obviously worked for the greatest athletes of all time. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Golf Today. The PGA Show is back after two years of disruptions, bringing together thousands of PGA professionals, golf leaders, executives, and retailers from around the world. New products to show, ideas to share. With more from Orlando, we send it out to Matt Adams. Hey, Matty. Thank you very much, Damon. You know, the Global Golf Post salutes those who are the backbone of the game. We're talking, of course, about PGA professionals. And many of those play the game at the highest level. So the Global Golf Post has named its eighth annual PGA of America All-Pro 
team there you can see it displayed there we're going to get into it in some detail in just a moment very distinguished players very distinguished clubs you can see there as well listed accordingly and that also brings us to our second page when we're talking about the pros pro john mcneely instrumental in the formation of Congaree golf club He's instructed the PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, and PGA Tour champions players along the way. Worked under Claude Harmon at Wingfoot. Talk about legends and legends. Also worked as a golf pro at the Floridian, River Oaks, and Thunderbird Country Club. Sean Fairholm is joining me. He is a senior writer of the Global Golf Post. So, Sean, I guess the place to start with all of this is why is the Global Golf Post doing this? What's the objective? PGA professionals wear so many hats. They're merchandisers, they're instructors, they're unlicensed psychologists to their members. Gotcha. But the ability to play the game is such a core part of being a PGA professional. So we wanted to recognize those PGA professionals that play the game on the national and local level at an extremely high level. Now, to that point, what criteria did you use? How did you come up with your team? We're going through player of the year lists at many of the sections and also performance in the PGA professional championship, senior PGA professional championship. Uh, you have to be a general manager, director of golf, or head professional in order to qualify for okay. the team. And many of our selections played extremely well in some of the national events, including Jesse Mueller, who won the PGA Professional uh, Championship and qualified for the U.S. Open, and Matt Schalk, the general manager, uh, who also won the Senior PGA Pro Professional Championship. When, when we look at that graphic, all those names that you have in there, all those clubs that are also listed and the fact that you just gave us the criteria of high level positions in these clubs it speaks to the fact that pga professionals are operating at a very high level in their respective clubs again and they're playing the game at with the same proficiency that's not an easy combination it's incredible they have to wear so many hats in, the, in these operations for someone like Michael Block, who has been on our team almost every single year, for him to go out and play so well on a local level in Southern California and to play on a national level and play so well, it's really incredible to be able to do that. It, you know, it speaks to, Shawnee, but to, to another element of being a PGA professional. There are some that could play the game as high a level as they wanted to, but they've said, that wasn't the lifestyle for me. I don't want to be traveling. I want to be with my family and be able to serve these members too. And that's a point about PGA pros that, that seldomly, we get a, seldomly we get a chance to discuss. No, and these tournaments are really a spotlight for them to be able to show their true talents. Many of them get to qualify into some PGA Tour events, but for the most part, they're playing against each other and they're playing at a really high level. Now, John, as the pro's pro, we're talking about legend. I love the fact that he worked on the Claude Harmon as well. Again, same question. How did you decide? It's obviously a huge honor, but how do you decide to pick up, pick an honor like that? You got a lot to choose from. John's career is incredibly distinguished. He worked under Claude Harmon in 1976, 1977 at Wingfoot, <laughs> and he's been all around the country. He's worked in California. He's worked in Florida, Mississippi. He's worked really everywhere, including uh, Diamond Creek for the past 23 years. And then really the founding light, the, the guidance behind Congaree Golf Club, which is such a unique facility, sure. getting back to Jasper County and the Boys and Girls Club in Lower, lower uh, County in, uh, in South Carolina as well. So. Nice. Very awesome. Sean, thanks for doing this. Thanks for recognizing these PGA professionals Thank and everything you. that they do for the game.
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Been a busy morning in Orlando, Florida, the city beautiful for the 70th PGA show. Look at all those people representing some 800 businesses and products all on display along those 10 miles of show aisles at the Orange County Convention Center. Been going on since 1954. Started in Dunedin, Florida. Folks bringing their cars from east and west, popping the trunk, selling some product. Now the world's largest business-to-business golf event. Some 800 companies, only 1 million square feet of exhibit space. With more, we send it out to Amy Rogers. Thanks so much, Damon, here at Peter Millar with the president of Peter Millar, Todd Martin. Todd, some beautiful new items in this collection, the Crown Crafted Collection. What was the inspiration behind these? Amy, you know, we do so much in the golf space, and our parent company, Richmond, owns a lot of luxury brands. And this type of beautiful product that we sell, uh, both in our retail stores and off course, it's just kind of very unexpected for our PGA golf professional that comes in here and sees this. So even a beautiful piece like this, this is our insulated uh, half-snap approach hoodie. We're very, very proud of this in our indigo blue. Um, it's something you can wear on the golf course or even wear to the office. Um, this is on top of our Dover uh, Superfine Merino high V-neck. Uh, and then our Van Allen kind of geometric uh, print that you see here with a spread collar, which is a really, really uh, signature piece for Peter Millar. Paired with our five-pocket Bingham pant. Uh, one thing about Crown Crafted is it's all Italian piece goods, uh, beautiful Italian hardware, so we're very, very proud of this collection. Yeah, the, fa the fabrics just look amazing. Okay, let's move down the line here. Another piece here, not your typical offering that you usually see in a pro shop. This is quite beautiful. I love this vest. Yeah, this fabric right here is something we're very proud of. This is probably the most technical fabric that we make here at PMR. This is our Flex Adapt, uh, Adapt vest that you see here. Uh, again, Italian fabric, four-way stretch. Uh, it's a product that will keep you uh, very warm when you're still, but yet when you're moving and playing golf, uh, will allow for some breathability. And this is on top of our Excursionist Flex Superfine Merino Nylon spandex quarter zip uh, which is a great franchise for us we have that in a few models and then you see underneath there is uh, kind of one of our neat stripes again spread collar uh, the Ambrose shirt that we're really proud of and then this Bingham pant uh, the same one that you saw in the first model in gray uh, paired with our Apollo sneaker which is a wonderful seller for us yeah love the sneakers I feel like you can get away with those all the time now they look super comfy as well Todd thank you so much for the time thank you I really appreciate y'all coming by Matt what are you up to Amy, thank you very much. I am here with my friend Jose Miraflor at the Cobra booth. Dude, we've been doing this for a long time. It's great to see you. It's been a long time together. And I have to tell you, this new Aerojet driver, I think, is one of the best-looking drivers that I have ever seen. It looks to me, it looks like a Porsche to me. It looks like a high-performance sports car. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks for that. That's a great compliment. We try and make it super sleek, like you would see in a sports car or some kind of jet. We're trying to make aerodynamics really visible this year. So you use that as an inspiration? Absolutely. What Actually, the inspiration for this product is a wing of an airplane. We're trying to make a golf club more aerodynamic so that you and I can swing the same and gain more speed. So there's whole new shaping to this product line. All right, let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that shaping for a second. You can see just how beautiful this club is as Greg comes in with the camera and gives you a nice close-up. Now, one of the things that he's obviously showing to the world right now, Jose, is what you did with the carbon. The carbon, it just looks so distinctive. Yes, we're using real deal it's called raw carbon fiber. Okay. There's seven layers on this, but it only weighs like eight grams. So it's super light, it replaces the titanium that would have been there, allowing us to save weight and put it internally where we want to put it. There's actually a weighting system inside now that looks like this X that we're looking at at the bottom of this driver, and it's called power bridge weighting. It allows us to put 13 grams close to the face for ball speed, yet low in the head for low spin another one of those secrets if you want to hit the ball further those are the things you're looking for so we saved enough weight to deliver that as well as two movable weights to tune your direction you keep the weight heavyweight in the heel it's a neutral ball flight if you put it in the toe you're gonna to be able to fade the ball a little bit more so clearly this is made for some of the better players in the world yeah this particular model there's a model for every player in the world if you're interested in the Aerojet from Cobra uh, your face technology is always exceptional as well could you hold that up for me and, yeah, and talk to about that so this bridge design that I was talking about does free float in, in the lower part of the head, which allows us to bring a brand new face to the market this year. It's called PowerShell Hot Face Design. Last year's artificial intelligence design allowed us to create a face with 15 different hotspots, so not only the center is at the maximum CT, but the entire perimeter of that center is faster in case we do miss it off the center of the face. But this new face is larger. It actually is an L-cup design that not only welds onto the perimeter of the front of the face, but also wraps around the bottom of the sole, giving us a larger return, more flex, and even more speed. That's very cool. Before we stop uh, talking about the driver here and move on to the iron, I just wanted to show you the top of that club, too, because the carbon on the top just looks so beautiful, that raw carbon, as Jose was talking about. Okay, I'm going to hold this now, if you want, and let's talk about the Aerojet irons, and are there similarities in terms of approach and technology? Absolutely. There isn't aerodynamics because the iron is so small. It is aerodynamically fine. But the power bridge design that we're using in the metal wood is also in the iron. There is a 70-gram weight hidden inside this iron, and what's unique about it is it doesn't touch the sole. It doesn't touch the face, the toe, or the heel of the club. It is free-floating, only attached to the back of the club. And that allows us to create a metalwood type of phenomena. A lot, of, a lot of return, a lot of flexion, and gives us a lot of speed. Like the driver, there is that power shell face that actually started in the irons five years ago for us that wraps around not just on the face, but on the sole, giving us that flexion, that speed, all across the face. All right, if you're looking for your game to take flight, perhaps the Aerojet by Cobra is your vehicle. Back on Golf Today, the PGA Show brings together thousands of PGA professionals, golf leaders, executives, retailers from around the world, new products to show, ideas to share, fantastic presentations, PGA professionals, educational workshops all centered around the business of golf, or so we thought. Visitors to the PGA Show not just walk in the show aisles, but they're also 
playing some pickleball. Celebrity exhibition, Danny Warfel, the Heisman Trophy winner was there. Sherry Steinauer, LPGA major champ, four-time member of the U.S. Solheim Cup. Joanne Russell, 1977 Wimbledon doubles champ headline. This pickleball showcase. And, yeah, there's some major champs that like pickleball as well. How about Scotty Scheffler? He's gotten into the sport, looked pretty good with the paddle. Just so happens that Scotty is a brand ambassador for a product on showcase at the PGA show. Matt Adams, what can you tell us? I've been pumped all week knowing that I'm going to get to the Golf Forever booth because I know that's the objective of everyone to golf forever. Dr. Jeremy James is the one that founded all of this. He's standing next to Peter Holman, who is the co-designer of this Golf Forever device. We're going to show you in just a second how you can train with it. First of all, doctor, I want to ask you this question. Why did you start all this? How did it even come about? So I spent years training golfers who wanted to get better at their games but get over pain in my clinic. And I kept seeing the same faults and the strategies they've been taught to overcome their pain and improve their bodies. They had the willingness and the drive to get better. They just didn't have the right information. So I knew that I, was, I had to find a way to take what I was doing in the clinic and scale it in a much more affordable way to all the everyday golfers out there. But you are getting people involved in this company that are not everyday golfers at all. You're talking about the very, very best in the world. That's right. And, and they're involved because they use this. They know that they need to do this for their bodies to be the best they can be. And so I, we take that information, distill it down so that it's effective and efficient for the everyday golfer. And we're giving them the same routines adapted to their abilities. Talk to us about your stable of the big guns. You got Scotty Scheffler, you got Zach Johnson now. So happy to have Scotty Scheffler. Justin Leonard. Justin Leonard, Zach Johnson. And really, all of them are doing this and using this to get better on the tour and to make sure that they can play for years to come. So they believe in the product, they use it all the time, and that's why I'm so happy to have them. Yeah, we're happy that, that you have this available for people like us that want to stay limber. And that's exactly, Peter, what you concentrate on. Now, you co-designed this. How was it that you had the inspiration to do this in union with the philosophy that we just heard? Well, I was a martial artist coming up, so rotational strength and power and balance and stability was what I focused on. And what we realized is golfers are athletes, but they don't train like athletes. They don't focus on mobility. They don't focus on core strength. They don't focus on rotational power. Well, they do focus on rotational power, <laughs> but they don't layer in the foundations, which is mobility and core strength. So we developed this product to introduce them to proper posture proper mobility, proper core activation, that's when the power comes. All right, so let's see where that power comes from. Do you want to talk us through as he's sure. going through it, Doctor? So Pete's about to show you some moves that are very specific to golf. You can see right here he's working on his upper back or thoracic rotation. He's getting his shoulder mobility, but he's also activating his hips, moving an internal and external rotation. Adding this resistance and moving in this way gets your body ready and powered up for golf. Now this is more of a power move. He's got his arms extended. It's hard to tell here, but the load on the core with this and winding up in that rotational pattern that he's doing directly translates to golf. As you can see here, he's doing more of a low movement. This is kind of an impact move. And once you get good at this and you start to do these movements precisely with speed, it dramatically affects how you can swing the club, gives you a more fluid and natural swing and one with power. All right, and you guys are gonna have an app that is available right now to everyone to work with all of this so they can improve. That's right, the app has been available always. You can go to golfforever.com or the, uh, the uh, Apple Store or Google Play Store. Best coaches in the world. That's right. Troy Van Beesen who coaches Scotty Scheffler. You wanna get coached up by Troy Van Beesen? 
Van Beesen, the Scotty Scheffler's coach, it's on the app. I know it's working because you're sweating a little bit after doing I, that. The, every, as soon as you accept load on this thing, every muscle in your body is lit up, and that's what gives you balance. That's what gives you posture. That's what gives you core activation, and that's where your golf swing comes from. I love it, and I love the energy because we know the objective, golf forever. Gents, thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Back to you, Amy. Hey, thanks so much, Matt. Well, I'm here now at Techno Gym. I'm joined by Dr. Marty Miller, Vice President here with Techno Gym. And you hear Techno Gym, you think, hey, this must be something new. But really, these guys have been ahead of the curve. They've been around for about 40 years. Marty, tell me a little bit about Techno Gym. Yeah, Techno Gym is a leader in fitness equipment as far as um, premium wellness, the total solution. Our founder, Mr. Nero Alessandri, created the company back in 1983 in Chisena, Italy, and that's still where our headquarters is today. So we're celebrating our 40th year, so we're very proud of that. And obviously, we're growing by leaps and bounds here in the United States. Now you guys have a variety of different machines available, but this is all about wellness on the go and how it kind of integrates with your app. You can take it with you. Tell me how that works. Yeah, our philosophy is wellness on the go. We have what we would call techno gym facilities where people partner with us and they go wall-to-wall -wall equipment, but most everybody does leave their facility at some point in time. We don't want that journey to end for the customer, but we also don't want that journey to end for the operator where they're losing a, a connection with their client. So we have uh, from techno for technology, we have a digital app called the Techno Gym app where you come into your facility, you log in, all your workout, the data is tracked. People like me that love the science of it, we can help you get better results. But now when you go overseas, when you go home and you can't come in, now you still have the ability to do workouts in home. So we're always thinking about what's best for the end consumer. And tell me about some of the different types of equipment that you do have available. Technogym makes every product you would see within the fitness industry. So what we have highlighted here at the PGA Show are part of our products that are from a performance line. We have a skill line. We've been the sole provider equipment now for the last nine Olympic Games. We use that as the best case study in human performance. But we've also been partners with PGA of America currently. We've partnered in the past with PGA Tour. So we use these opportunities to be thought leaders in the sports performance industry. And that's why we've created some of these products. So you see a skill run a skill mill but then also the next generation of strength over here behind us that we were talking about is the bio strength it's a motor that we patent with two former NASA engineers that allows you to have six different resistance profiles but as you log in it'll ask you do you want to pick up right where you left off it knows your seat adjustments it knows your range of motion so again it's great for me understanding the science but you as a user you walk in log in your data is there and off you go yeah, makes for an optimum performance, optimum workout. Thank you so much, Dr. Marty. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. With more from Tory Pines, I'm joined by Kira K. Dixon. Hey, Kira, Brent Grant at the top of the leaderboard. What can you tell us about his story? Yeah, Damon, well, it's really interesting this time of the year as we get into kind of the meat of the PGA Tour season to see which rookies are making their presence known. And Brent Grant did just that yesterday, grabbing himself a share of the lead. Now, he is a child of a military family. He's originally from Hawaii, and he got his status out here in dramatic fashion, as you mentioned, on the 18th hole with a birdie putt of the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. But his dream has been a bit you know, the reality of it has been a bit of a struggle. He's only made two cuts in nine starts as a card-carrying member of the PGA Tour. But I don't know if it's something about this place out here. Torrey Pines might remind him a bit of home with that oceanside breeze in his face. Maybe it's bringing him a little bit of comfort. Well, fortunately, I grew up in the wind. So, you know, being, being right off the ocean, it's, it's going to be full force tomorrow. And I, and I would be surprised if, if uh, the south course didn't, didn't bear its teeth all the way. And 
and obviously again with the rough as thick as it is it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough challenge but um, you know uh, when the winds pick up you just got to stay patient and, and put the ball in the best place to make par if, if you need to and mm -hmm. attack when you can was there anything today that that you've been working on that you saw click and you're like okay like this is this is great well, I, funny enough, I, I've probably worked harder on my putting in the last four days than I ever have in my life uh, after having quite quite the bad two weeks. But I went over to the Scotty Cameron studio, and, and those guys over there, Paul did does wonders. Obviously, he's seen the best in the world for 25 years, and and uh, you know brought a new guy in, and um, it, it's I I can't thank them enough. But again, it's just a good start. We got to keep doing it. So you mentioned that he mentioned there in the sound that he's made a few changes in his putting, which is interesting because he told me earlier in the week that the advice that he got when he started out as a member on the PGA Tour is don't change, don't change your swing, don't change your team. But he ran into quite a bit of struggle, especially the last few weeks. He finished at the bottom of the leaderboard at Amex. He finished near the bottom uh, at the Sony Open in his native Hawaii. So he realized he really did need to make some changes. And, and those changes with his putting, especially getting a little bit more square in his setup, uh, some loft changes, and just getting more into the balls of his feet. And, Damon, those putts were dropping yesterday, so I think that he is likely going to stick with those changes for the rest of the week to continue to see that success. Hope you're right, Kira. Everybody seems to change at some point in <laughs> professional golf. Brent Grant, great story to follow. I know there's another story you've been paying attention to. Kara, what should we know? Okay, so Damon, I absolutely love this story, and this is something that can only happen in golf in the right circumstances. So Scott Brown was in the field this past week at the KFT event in the Bahamas, and it was being played Sunday to Wednesday, and he made it a cut on Monday. And on that same day at the Corn Ferry Tour event, he found out that he'd actually gotten into this event here at Farmers when John Ha withdrew with injury. So that meant that he was in the field here, and he decided to withdraw him himself from the Corn Ferry Tour event, got on a plane, flew all day Tuesday, landed here late Tuesday night and was first off on Wednesday morning. No practice round. Uh, thankfully, he has played here several times before, so he does know what to expect. And his buddy Scott Stallings gave him a place to stay and some insight into the course notes that he'd collected over the over the past few days. So I think that this has got to be a rare stat in the game of golf to make the cut in a Corn Ferry Tour event and the PGA Tour event in the very same week. So a, a fun storyline uh, to follow today as well to see if he can make the cut. He fin finished yesterday in three under. Beware the jet lagged golfer. Great playing from Scott Brown. Great stuff from our <laughs> own Kira K. Dixon in San Diego. Meanwhile, in Orlando, Florida, we've been following the 70th PGA show at the Orange County Convention Center. Matt Adams been all over the floor and that continues now. Matt, what do you have? There is a shift taking place in the golf industry in 2023. Michael Verska is here from Callaway to talk to us about the club that is causing a tremendous amount of buzz here at this show. Michael, good to see you again, my friend. Great How's it been you. so far? What's the reception been like? It's been great. Obviously, three PGA Tour wins. Every one this year has been one with Paradigm. We love talking about the technology, the carbon fiber, the titanium, everything that goes into it. 
Okay, let's talk about everything that goes into it. This is about this shell. It is a complete and radical departure, but I understand there's two different kinds of carbon that you're using. Yeah, this 360-degree chassis is all carbon fiber, so all the weight is pushed forward and pushed back. Two different types of carbon fiber, a forge, which is all new. This is, no one's ever been done it before. You can see the, the topography and the strength that gets built into that. It allows Beautiful, us, actually. Well, thank you. It allows us to push the mass forward and back, do things like jailbreak, uh, use tungsten, use weighting, everything that we need to do to make a great performing driver. Awesome. Now, part of those elements of a great performing driver include your jailbreak technology and more. Could you take us through the various elements? Yeah, so we do have the jailbreak, and what that does is ties the, the sole to the crown and puts all the almost all the deflection into the face. And then we get into our AI topography. Each individual face designed specifically for the model, the player type, and even the loft. So it's all about spin consistency on the, all across the face and generating a lot of speed all across the face. All right, and that generation of speed also goes into initial launch angle, the, et cetera, et cetera. That is driven by the engine that sits back here in union with the rest of this technology. You talk to us about that design. Yeah, so because of the carbon chassis, we can put a lot of titanium and mass back here and in the front. And in our, our Paradigm model, we also have the 15-gram APW. That's the adjustable perimeter weighting. That's 15 yards of left-to-right dispersion. So if you hit a little fade and want to fight it, or maybe you want to draw it, you can move it over to the left-hand side. Really get dialed into your specific game and needs. It's amazing. And, of course, you could do a lot of adjustment here with the shaft as well, and that's going to adjust the loft. That can also adjust face angle, yeah? Absolutely. It's one of the critical things. You want, we want people to get fit. We want to get them the right driver for how they deliver the golf club. You know, John Rahm's won all the time with it, but that might not be the right driver for you. It might not be the right loft for you. Let's find your perfect paradigm. It's awesome. All right, let me hang on to this paradigm for a second while we talk about the irons under the, under the same name. Yeah, so these are all new for this year as well. We have two models, the Paradigm and the Paradigm X. Uh, you know, really speed machines, 455 cup face, and, and what that does is generate speed again, AI tying it all together. Um, you know, we have the speed frame that removes weight where we don't want it. We have tungsten, we have urethane microspheres. Uh, you know, we could talk for an hour about these two great irons, but what's most important is it very forgiving, very fast, and again, we have a model for you. Yeah, and they're absolutely beautiful as well. Like I said, Callaway is causing quite a bit of buzz here at the 2023 PGA Show. Amy, I'm sure you've got something that's causing buzz over there too. Thanks so much here at FootJoy. I'm here with Ken LaRose, a senior VP with FootJoy. Some exciting new products this year. Tell me what's new. Yeah, it's super exciting. And, and I think, first of all, it's great to be back at the PGA Show. This is sort of the official kickoff um, of our business season. There's great energy in the building, um, and I think that reflects the energy in the game and certainly the momentum um, with FootJoy as we enter into 2023. And we are really excited um, about the product that we're, we're bringing to marketplace. And really, it's centered around this idea of leading with design and innovation. Um, and I think a lot of our product launches across all of our categories uh, reflect our commitment to providing product that's going to allow players to perform, look, feel their absolute best, whether it's a PGA Tour player, an LPGA player, an elite amateur, or, or someone new to the game. So a couple of highlights um, um, for you on, on the footwear side, a couple of two really significant launches for us. Uh, first one, the all-new Hyperflex. This is a super fast, super athletic design uh, that we've enhanced with Tour caliber performance, stability, and comfort that's debuting early this spring for both men and women. 
Uh, we're also excited uh, about some new additions to the Premier Series, which is overwhelmingly the number one classic franchise in the game of golf. It's also overwhelmingly the number one shoe worn on the PGA Tour, the likes of Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, um, Adam Scott, and many more. Jessica Corda also uh, rocks the Premier Series. So a couple of new additions to the Premier Series shoe, which we're really excited about. Uh, but the design and innovation for us doesn't stop with footwear. Um, we are a head-to-toe uh, company, and we're equally excited about what we're bringing to market um, on the apparel and the glove side. So on the apparel, um, every season we've got great new fashion collections, but from an innovation perspective, we're really upping our game in the outerwear category, uh, and that's led by an all-new update to the number one um, best-selling rain jacket in all of golf, the Hydrolite X. Uh, and we're also expanding upon a collection that we launched last fall, um, the Thermo Series, um, which we believe to be the most advanced golf apparel layering system in the game. And, and last but not least, gloves. Gloves is an extremely important part of our business. Um, we take great pride um, in the quality and the performance of our gloves. Um, we're relaunching the Stace Off, which is the number one performance um, golf glove in the game. Um, it's the best fitting and best feeling stay soft we've ever come out with. So a lot of exciting stuff for us coming up this spring. That is good news. I know I've had a stay soft definitely in my bag over the years. This is a big year for FootJoy 2 celebrating 100 years in this uh, business and industry. That's a long time to be able to stick around. What has been the key to you guys uh, just continuing to evolve and, and change throughout the years? Yeah, it, it is a long time um, to be sticking around and we're really lucky in that. I don't think many brands um, have the luxury of such a rich history um, and we're really proud of, of sort of the space that we've occupied um, leading in the golf industry uh, since 1923. If you'll indulge me, just sort of a little backstory for the golf fanatics out there. Um, the origins of our company actually date back even farther, all the way to 1857. Um, to give you some context, that company made boots for the Union Army in the Civil War, so we're going way back. Um, but that company in the late 1910s, early 1920s, started to manufacture performance-based golf shoes, which no one was doing. Um, and they had a competition to come up with a name for this new golf shoe line. Um, a stitcher on the factory floor in Brockton, Massachusetts, a building that we still occupy to this day. Our footwear design and development uh, team is there. Uh, submitted the winning entry, FootJoy, under the tagline, a shoe that's different. Um, so they commercialized that golf shoe line in 1923. Um, a couple years after that, Walter Hagen in 1927 um, picked FootJoy as the first official golf shoe of the first Ryder Cup team in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, 1945, we became uh, the number one shoe in the PGA Tour, and sort of the rest is, uh, is history. That's a great little history lesson. Thank you so much for the time, Ken. Really fascinating. Congratulations on Thank 100 you years. Thank much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Amy. Congrats to FootJoy for its 100-year anniversary. More from the PGA Show right after this. Rookie Kyle Westmoreland made a hole-in-one on the par-3 16th on the south course. Six iron from 201 yards, his first career ace on tour. It's the 14th hole-in-one on tour this season and 26th at the Farmers Insurance Open on record. Westmoreland, a Cobra Puma staffer. With more, we send it out to Amy Rogers. Thanks, Damon. I am now over at Puma, catching up with Kristen Hines, a senior director with Puma. Let's talk about some of these clothes we're seeing behind us in this layering program. How does this work? So, you know, we're coming out next season with our Made for This campaign. The team's worked so hard to build this incredible product that's really built for the golfer in any type of condition. So whether it's wind or cold or rain, you know, we've got the product that's going to keep them, you know, feeling great and warm and protected and just 
able to focus on the game and have some fun. And these products are available for both men and women? Exactly, yep. So you, here we have this really nice wind vest. Um, it's stretchy, it's soft, you know, great color pops, great bonding details um, on this side. Great new rain jacket for ladies, you know, great water protection, fully seam sealed. You know, we want to make sure that we're giving her all the same coverage that he gets. And then on the far side here, um, we've got this really great warmth story. So Primo Loft Phil, you're going to keep them cozy no matter the conditions. All right, let's shift gears now from apparel to shoes. Yes. Tell me about this new shoe that's coming out. So this is the new Ignite Elevate. Um, it'll be out February 1st. We can't wait. You know, with Puma Golf, it's always about style, comfort, and performance. So um, great outsole here, tons of traction, spikeless for comfort. Um, coated mesh is going to keep it clean and waterproof. Saddle for stability. Um, and, you know, I'm just looking great on the course. Yeah, that's a fantastic look. And like you said, important to stay dry as well and exactly. to look good. <laughs> Kristen, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Matt, let's send it over to you. Many national awards of distinction here at the PGA Merchandise Show. Here's the 2023 Merchandisers of the Year in the resort category. Grace Hurley up at the Ponte Vedra Inn and Club in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. In the private category, Katie Winbar. Uh, from Wingfoot Golf Club in Mamaronac, New York, and in the public category, Ian Ziska at the American Dunes Golf Club in Grand Haven, Michigan, a very unique place indeed. And it is my pleasure to welcome up on the stage, say congratulations to yes. you guys. Nice Look job, what everyone. <laughs> very, very well done. Grace, let me start with you. Yeah. I know that being the merchandise of the year at a facility like yours, it's so busy, a huge resort, it's about making sure it's an experience, right? How do you do it? How do you ensure it? Yeah, so our team, um, you know, we really try to focus on everybody that walks in the door, whether you're the member, whether you're the guest, that we're really just customizing that experience. So we notice what you're wearing. We notice the family you're with, what your family's wearing. You know, what might you want to um, buy from us and take home? Now, when we're talking about a private facility, Katie, I know it's different here, especially with a place as famous as yours, right? How much is it about getting to know members' preferences, getting to know the members, if you please, so that you know you're bringing in stuff they're going to be interested in? Absolutely. And, and similar to what Grace was saying, we observe kind of what they're wearing, what each person has on, and kind of their styles. And, you know, some of our members, they might like to tell us as well. They don't have any problem giving us some feedback. Cool. But um, we also have a ton of guests that come through with our outings and just normal play. So we also need to focus on the members, but also what the guests would like as well. And how much are you finding that, I, I, I bet it's foregone to ask you this question, if a guest comes in, uh -huh. they're leaving with something with the logo. Oh, yeah, they're buying a shirt for their dad, their brother, their coworker. When someone finds out you're coming to Wingfoot, they're stacking their, their merchandise high, and we're getting it out the door. That is so awesome. And Ian... Your approach is so unique because you have so many patriotic apparel items that people get beyond just apparel, but you have so many patriotic items that are in there benefiting the folds of honor and more. What kind of pressure does that put on you in terms of what you're getting and what kind of fun is that for you to decide what the merchandising mix is going to be? Uh, the fun is a high level. Um, <laughs> you know, we get the ability to test some things that usually work well because people are are very much so into supporting us, our mission, Folds of Honor. Um, my direction is pretty simple, sell the coolest stuff possible, most patriotic gear in golf, and thankfully we have. Awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, you don't have to give me any specifics, just real quick. 
are you guys finding stuff here at this PGA Merchandise Show this year that, that are, you're also excited about? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Congratulations, guys. We are yeah. so proud of what you did. Thank this you. is a huge honor and distinction. Thank Again, you. happy for you. Congrats. Long may it keep going for you guys. We saw Rory make a lot of those mid-range putts. He's been criticized about that club in particular. What did you see today? Uh, putting beautifully. You know, I, I think you could argue that he putted the best he's ever putted in his career at the age of 32. This is the reason why every time I open up social media, Brad Fax is on there giving somebody a putting lesson because uh, I think everybody can clearly see, uh, even though you're right, he does get criticized a lot about missing putts, but it's the same argument I used to make about Tiger Woods. We showed Tiger Woods every single shot he hit. So we show Rory every single shot he hit. So we show the putts that he misses from four feet or five feet. Ordinarily, others, unless they're leading, don't get shown those. You just go to them, then they're making a highlight and a 20-footer. So we see every shot that Rory hits. So I think we get sort of a disproportionate feel of how he's putting. But this graphic, I think, will just underscore how well he putted last year in general. Strokes game putting, top 20, best he's ever been. Uh, four to eight feet, that's solid. That's picking up uh, strokes on the field, but in particular in the distances where he's hitting the wedge shots. The good wedge play last year, much improved from 50 to 125, 125 to 150. These are where the bulk of those shots are going to finish. 10 to 15 feet, top 10. 15 to 20 feet, top 10. And 20 to 25 feet, making far more than his share. So first round of the year, there was not a speck of rust on this putter. Not a speck. Here he is from about 20 feet for birdie at his opening hole and now the rest of the day as I said there may have been a little rust on his iron play and his approach shots because he was scrambling for par a bit here at the 13th after finding the water with his uh, second shot scrambling for par to par five and then here at the 17th came up short of the green uh, and scrambling for par, about a 10-footer. And then at the fourth, I mentioned this on the highlights, only 166, and he just bizarrely came up 25 yards short of the green. Decent pitch to about seven feet, and he would make that coming down the hill. And let's get another good par save. Uh, these par saves do a lot for your confidence, uh, for sure, but struggled uh, getting on the green and in a good spot, but nonetheless uh, made up for a lot of uh, woes there with the wand today. Be a lot of eyes on that flat stick as yeah. he tries to complete the career Grand Slam this year in April at Augusta National. How about the full swing? We marvel at the full swing. We, we look at it in awe. Are you still learning things about this golf swing, Rory McIlroy, height of power? Yeah, actually, I, you know, there's a lot to admire, and there's certainly a lot to learn. I mean, I, I look at his full shoulder turn, and I think, all right, I ought to be able to get there. Every time I go to the gym, I'm working on more flexibility in, in the middle of my back, the thoracic back, to get that massive turn. Um, so, yeah, you can certainly learn from him. But when you watch Rory and you look at this golf swing, I cannot help but think, here he is at 33. Okay, that's middle, it's still young, but it's, it's, it's sneaking up on, you know, sort of, you know, physiological decline, really, for athletes. You know, you're talking about 28 years of age. Uh, and, and how much more in the tank does he have? But because of his golf swing, I look at the sort of the 
the lyrical motion that he has, the long, smooth transition. I think it's easy on his body. I think he's training very smart. So when you start to think about golf swings that have endured, no better golf swing than Sam Snead. Sam Snead was still finishing the top 10 in majors when he was 60, 61 and 62 years of age. Actually finished third in the PGA at 62 and is the oldest winner ever of a PGA Tour event. And speaking of old and successful, well, the great Julius Burroughs, who won a couple of major championships in his 40, 63 U.S. Open at 43, and of course, the 68 PGA at 48 was the oldest man to win a major championship for the better part of, well, more than 50 years. Uh, again, it's a lyrical move. Uh, it's got some oil look to it, and uh, it's oily, as Sam Snead used to use that, that reference. And when you, watch, uh, when you watch Rory, it's oily in transition for, for, for sure. It's, it's powerful, I mean, and so it was Sam Snead's. But it's just sneaky powerful. I mean, when you look at that, you think, how can this guy, and by the way, he's, he's about my size. He's a little fitter than me, but he's about my <laughs> size, five foot nine. And you think, what's left in the tank for him at 33? The great Jack Nicholas Nicholas turned 33 in 1973. He would win the PGA Championship that year and go on to add, after turning 33, seven of his 18 major championships. So when you look at Rory, I cannot help but think, and I know he doesn't judge his career by major championships solely, mm. but I know to some extent he does, and of course, to a greater extent, we do. Uh, players counts, the FedEx Cup counts, the Varden trophies count. Uh, he's, he's done some amazing things. The DP World, you know, race to Dubai, all those things count, of course, but I can't help but think that he'll have another two, three major championship run, two, three, four, who knows. I don't, as I said earlier, I don't see anybody in the history of the game getting to 10. Right. The, the, the big question to me is who's going to get past six? Six is the new 10, at least in my view. You know, Faldo won six, uh, Trevino won six. But when you start to look at players that have won double-digit major championships, that's a short list. I, look, all reference to Jones, amateur championships. He won seven professional major championships. Walter Hagen won 11. Nicholas, obviously, 18. And Tiger, his 15. Nobody's getting to 10. Mm. But who's going to be the next person that gets to six or above it's likely going to be Rory or, in my view, Justin Thomas, but I'd give the edge to Rory. My question is, will he still want to do it in his 40s with all of his business interests outside mm. the ropes? Will he still be hungry? He won't need it financially. Will the fire still burn for Rory to continue to chase greatness into his 40s? Yeah, and look, no doubt he's got great business acumen and savvy, and he's surrounding himself with some smart people and learning there, but his business, I think, to some extent has is largely set up by what he does on the golf course. Mm. And I, I know it's fun to be in a boardroom, and I know it's fun to be around really, really smart people uh, and, 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 and to try these new things. But he's a golfer. Yeah. He was born with preternatural ability to do things that very few people have ever been able to mm. do in the history of the game. It's really, really hard to turn your back on that kind of talent. And back to the convention center we go in Orlando, Florida, live from the PGA Show all week long. And, Brandon, I understand we have a very special guest. You want to say hello? <laughs> I might be a little biased right here. Yes, I do. I can tell you when I get ready to go to major championships, I lay out my suits and that woman right there tells me what matches and what doesn't. Does this go? And she's like, can I do that? And she's like, i tell you what you can do. Pour me a glass of wine and I'll fix this. <laughs> You're a smart man. Let's say hello to Bailey Chambly. <laughs> 
Yes, hello. I try to go in the other room and he comes and bugs me and he keeps bringing me in there to help him with his outfits. Leave me alone, Brandel. You're a big boy. You can do this yourself. Uh, just kidding, of course. So nice to be with you guys. Uh, so nice to see Damon and Brandel there in the studio up in Connecticut. Well, yes, I am covering here the PGA show, some footwear. Um, all golfers know that it matters what we wear from top to toe, and I am taking care of that toe part for you today. Um, the great news about footwear these days is that you do not have to sacrifice style for comfort or comfort for style. There are so many great options out there, so many great companies that have developed both of those things for you, and they're bringing them to you year in and year out, season in and season out. So the latest that we have here for you for 2023, I'm going to start on the left and work my way over. So this we have from Fitterist. It's the latest. Um, so this is a company, they actually have been making shoes for a plethora of companies for about 30 years, and they took all of that technology and they wanted to make a golf lifestyle shoe. So they have done just that. This is their Spider Maze for the men and the women. And why it's called Spider Maze is if you turn it over, these protrusions here, they spread out like a spider web. So that's gonna give you that balance, comfort, and really um, great style as well. So definitely check out Fitteris. They've got a lot of great options. And then we move over to Royal Albatross. And you probably know them. They've been around for quite some time. Really luxurious, really high quality leather products that they make. Um, they wanna marry both golf and a luxury lifestyle. So these we have are the Field Fox models. This is the women's style. And what I love about them, it's very classic, yes, and sleek, but it also has those pops of color. And that style you see here on the heel with the different, um, the different colors and the different designs there. So it's really nice. You can be classic and also have that pop of color and show your personality. And also we have these belts here that match the men's and women's colorways for the shoes because again, top to toe, we want to take care of the entire outfit. So then we're going to move over here to G4. And everyone thinks of G4, they think of disruptive, right? They were sort of the OGs that came into the golf marketplace and really like, shook things up. So this is the latest from G4. We have the men's and the women's. This is their G112 style. And what I love about these is that um, they're waterproof, they've got a great insole, and then right here, this pink, you think that maybe that's just for design, but it's actually for arch support. So they look good and they, they, they look good and they feel good. And if anyone who owns G4s, you know how comfortable these shoes are. So next we're gonna move over to Cole Haan. And you know Cole Haan as a business shoe mostly. So they've been around for about 90 years. So they're very well established. And a few years ago, they said to themselves, they're like, why are we not in the golf space? Because guess what? 60% of their dress shoe customers, they belong to country clubs somewhere. So they saw that hole in that market that they're missing out. They already have that active customer that they're not tapping into and they wanted to do that. So they've made um, golf shoes as well as those dress shoes. So definitely check out Cole Haan. And next, we're moving over here to Duca Del Cosma. And I wear quite a bit of these. And what I love about Duca Del Cosma, they have a range of shoes. So you can be as wild and bold as you want or a little more simplistic. So this is the men's dandy. It's premium quality leather, comfortable, breathable memory foam there inside. And just really beautiful um, with that houndstooth print. Just a little pop of fun, but nothing too crazy. And then this women's shoe is the Alexa. It's bold yet feminine, made with um, some sustainable microfiber, and it's waterproof as well. So again, very beautiful style, very um, luxurious Italian leather made from Duca Del Casa. And then lastly, we have over here True Linkswear. And so this was actually made by a group of friends and family members who they don't want to take over the entire golf world, right? They're not trying to dominate the footwear scene. But what they wanted to do was make some really quality product that um, 
meant a lot to people, meant a lot to the game, and it's just really quality, well-made, and they don't look like traditional golf shoes. You could wear that as a tennis shoe. This is the women's and then the men's style. And I know a lot of people go on golf trips and they actually only take this shoe to serve as both their golf shoe and their tennis shoe. So like I said, top to toe, uh, I've got you covered on the toe today. It matters what you wear on your feet, of course, whether you're playing 18, 36, whatever it is, and definitely you do not have to sacrifice style or comfort. So many great options out there. But now let's roll it right along and send it over to Matt Adams. Bailey, thank you very much. I have made my way here to the Titleist booth with Josh Talley. And Josh, I know we've got a lot to go through in the short part of time that I have with you today. Let's start talking about the TSR family of drivers because they have really been something that a lot of people have been interested in, rightfully so. I appreciate you saying that, Matt. And, and you're absolutely right, right? We've never had a driver lineup that has had the type of performance, the type of success that we have with TSR. We've got players from every competitive level of golf, not only playing in mass TSR, but winning with it. All right, let's take us through some of the technology as to why. Well, so we've added a line. So this is our new TSR-1. This is what you're seeing here. This is our new lightweight driver. This really complements the TSR-2, TSR-3, and TSR-4 that we brought last fall. And that, as I just alluded to, had so much success. What you're going to find with TSR-1 is we've got the same great aerodynamic properties that we were seeing with TSR-2, 3, and 4. Really want to help you be able to swing it faster. But we've complemented that with an overall lightweight design. This product is actually designed for anyone who swings our golf club a little less than 90 miles an hour, and that player needs help with swing speed, so we've taken out 40 grams of overall weight versus a contemporary driver to help them be able to swing a little faster. We've added a little bit of spin, because as you know, spin is lift, and if you're not swinging it very fast, you're not generating enough spin. So we're gonna help this player by helping them get the ball up in the air, gain a little bit of swing speed and translate that into ball speed. It's awesome. Okay, let's run through a couple other products before we run out of time here as well. These things are cool looking. Yeah, well, you know, Matt, this is the first time ever in the spring we've got new products in every category. What we've got with irons here, limited edition, this is a, called a titanium carbide vapor. It's a real term, didn't make that up. <laughs> and then we've got this on our T1, on our, our T-series, both T100, T100S, and T200. Limited quantities, but man, they, not only do they look great, they're very durable, so right. very excited. And let's go surgical here. Yeah, bulky wedges, not only are we bringing that great titanium black carbide vapor finish, we've also got T-Grind. T-Grind's our number one grind on the PGA Tour. We're bringing it in the full line of product here with Vokey wedges. And then an incredible new lineup from Scotty Cameron. Right, we've got Super Select. This is Scotty's babies are always, when you look at the Blade products, and he's got this new plus size. So where this happens to be the Newport 2 Plus. It's just a little bit wider. Sits almost traditionally between the Newport 2 as you get into a square back, offering tremendous MOI beauty in a blade putter. See if you can show it from the business end of the putter there. Yeah, beautiful new Scotty Cameron. So this booth obviously has been very busy. Josh, thank you very much for taking us through. Always great to see you. Thank you. Likewise. Now, um, last month, the industry lost one of its giants. Dan Stone, who's a longtime director of R&D here at Titleist, passed away. The legacy that he leaves, though, is one where all of the leadership that he has put behind him continues to generate products just like we went through. Dan, thank you for everything that you have done. Welcome back to golf. Today on Sunday at the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions, Canadian Brooke Henderson started the season in style. Four-shot victory over Maya Stark with Charlie Hull was Brooke's 13th career victory on the LPGA Tour.
Now how about the celeb portion of the competition in Orlando? Former professional tennis player Marty Fish took the title with 152 points in the stable for its scoring format, beating second place finisher Mark Mulder by 136 for the week. It was Fish's second victory in the event. You're thinking, Marty Fish, wait, I know the name. Yes, you know the name. Tennis court, he won a silver medal. 2004 in Athens, reached the quarterfinals, a bunch of the Grand Slams, the Australian Open, 08 U.S. Open, 2011 Wimbledon was the top-ranked American in the world. Six ATP titles and all in singles. There's that silver medal, retired after the 2015 U.S. Open. 2020 American Century champ, two-time celebrity champ at the Hilton and also played in the PGA Tours 2022 3M Open. And Marty joins us now. It's great to see that final round looked like a brutal test with the wind. And as we saw at Indian Wells last year, wind can be a factor in tennis also. So I'm curious, is there a crossover playing tennis in the wind and playing golf in the wind? Um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me, guys. Um, probably not. I mean, look, it, it, it's a big deal, uh, certainly in tennis. If it can really blow, um, it's tough. I mean, it really is. I mean, you want, you know, kind of those perfect days and, um, you know, same thing in golf. I mean, I, I live out in California in Los Angeles and it's like playing in a dome out here. So we go back to Florida where I grew up and I, I, I learned how to play golf in that type of weather. Um, uh, and it, you can forget it. You can forget about it, um, pretty easily. So forget how to hit knockdown shots and things like that. So prefer, uh, prefer to play, um, you know, sort of desert golfish, uh, La Quinta, uh, Scottsdale, L.A., you know, that style um, a little bit more than the wind, for sure. I'm right with you on that. You know, we've detailed your success in golf. What did you expect when you started competing out here? Because you've clearly become the player to beat. Um, look, I mean, I've, I've played golf my whole life. I've always enjoyed putting my game up with um, with most anyone outside of, uh, the pros. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I played competitively until I was about 14 years old. And then I had to choose, uh, between kind of baseball, basketball, or not basketball, baseball, golf, and tennis. And, um, uh, my father is a teaching pro, uh, teaches tennis for has taught tennis basically his whole life. And so, um, he pushed me towards tennis. It, it worked out. Um, but, uh, uh, so, sometimes, uh, every once in a while, I sort of daydream that, uh, what if he would have pushed me towards golf? I, I'd probably still be playing, um, if it worked out like it did in tennis. So, um, it, it's all good and it worked out fine. And I look, I, I really do enjoy, um, uh, playing those, uh, sort of competitive rounds. Those celebrity events are super fun to play. I get to meet some really, I'm a huge sports fan. So I get to meet some really cool, um, athletes that, uh, that uh, I never would have crossed paths with otherwise. And um, and so that that that's one one reason why those things are, are really special. Well, you've had a remarkable athletic career. And part of that has been you sharing your battles with anxiety at the end of your career. You've been very giving in that. Did you have any trepidation at all about getting inside the ropes? Because, I mean, golf carries its own stresses, as you know. Yeah, um, golf has always been a, a pretty safe haven for me. Um, you know, a place where I used to go uh, you know, when I was younger in my career, my tennis career, you know, in my twenties, early twenties, it was kind of a place where myself, James Blake, his brother, Thomas, you know, we'd kind of, we lived in Tampa and we'd kind of go out John Isner and these guys, you know, and like go out and play golf and we'd, you know, just kind of get away from everything. And that was, that was it. Um, uh, now, um, you know, it feels, uh, it feels a little different where, um, 
mentally, it's super challenging, right? Um, both tennis and golf are incredibly challenging uh, individual sports. Tennis, the only major sport, really, you leave the locker room, you're all by yourself. So you have to kind of problem solve, but you only have to beat one person. Um, in golf, you're and in and, and tennis, you don't have a lot of time to sort of think mentally. In, ten, in golf, it's almost the opposite. You have so much time to think and dwell on what you've just done, whether it's good or bad. Um, and you're kind of playing against yourself. You're kind of playing against the golf course. And then obviously you're playing against about 140 other people in a, you know, a PGA event. So, um, so they are incredibly challenging mentally, but, but almost polar opposites. Marty, I have triplet boys, as you know. They're all competing in USTA events. They love tennis. I got them the book, the, the Inner Game of Tennis, which talks about some of the mental aspects, self-two and self-one. And you have this perspective into the loneliness of tennis and golf that many people don't have. What's it like for you watching, you know, a golfer lose a six-shot lead on a Sunday or a tennis player blowing a 5-1 lead in a set? What's that empathy like for you at, at this stage of your life? Uh, I'm glad it's not me. Um, first of all, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's part of it, you know, I mean, it's part of, we saw it early in, um, the first tournament this year in golf. Um, and, and certainly guys, every tournament guys will lose guys and gals will lose five Oh five, one, five, two leads, you know, a couple breaks and stuff. And that, that the hardest point to win or the hardest shot to make is kind of that last one. And, um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, it can be incredibly challenging. Um, and then, and then it, it certainly mentally, it can sort of, it can sort of continue to, to sort of spiral and, and, and like a big uh, sort of boulder going downhill where, um, you know, you sort of dwell on the fact that you haven't, let's say in tennis, closed out a match when you were serving for it. I went through multiple times in my career where I couldn't, uh, didn't, you know, serving for the match and lost my serve and then ended up losing the match. And it happened like a few times in a row. Um, and that, you know, obviously mentally can can weigh on you like crazy. So um, sitting back here now, being able to just watch it on TV, um, that's helpful. Um, obviously last week I had a, a nice little lead going into um, kind of the final round in the final few holes. So um, not not too much, too much pressure um, in, in those moments. And um, those are the ones you kind of enjoy. Marty, you spent countless hours on the tennis court as a kid, you know, grinding with Andy Roddick. And now we have Jack Nicklaus saying you have the best non-pro swing, the best non-pro player that he's ever seen. Like, how did you get this good at golf? Do you not, not sleep as a kid? To be that good in tennis and that good at golf is extremely rare. It's uh, it's obviously one hell of a compliment from Mr. Nicholas. I'm not sure how much uh, amateur golf he's watched. Um but but nonetheless, I will keep that um, I will keep that uh, that quote uh, with me if anyone ever uh, questions uh, and wants to question my game. Um, so I do have that forever. Um, uh, that was incredibly nice of him. Obviously, uh, look, I I've played I played golf and tennis my whole life. My mom put a tied a string around the ceiling and a and a tennis ball at the end of it uh, in our basement in Minnesota where I was born and. Since I could stand, I had a baseball bat, a golf club, and a tennis racket, and it was all from the same uh, side. So I was a lefty in tennis, or I'm sorry, a lefty in golf and baseball, and a righty backhand in tennis. And it sort of always translated for me. Um, I was lucky enough to be born with uh, good hands and good feel and touch and things like that. And I used that a lot in tennis um, and certainly can use that a lot in golf. Um, 
but yeah, I've never really taken a lesson in golf or anything like that. It's sort of just a feel. It's all, um, it's all feel. I, I, I actually feel like I tend to play better when I don't practice quite as much. So I don't have a whole lot of things in my head. I sort of laugh. Al Michaels gives me, um, he's a member at Bel Air, same uh, club that we belong to out here in LA. And he'll, uh, he'll ask me which of the 3000 swing thoughts uh, he hasn't said that I would like for that day um, when we play together. So um, I don't have that. I'm sort of the opposite of that. So I, 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 um, I, I can't really put my finger on it, like why it all sort of comes together like last week. Um, but I, I seem to be able to uh, kind of pick it up pretty, pretty easily, which, um, which is fair. If I could sell it, um, that would be a good thing, but uh, I can't, I can't sell it. Andy, uh, Andy Roddick would probably give me a lot of money for my golf game. So um, at least I have that over him. Uh, no doubt. If you sold it, I would buy it as well. It was fun watching you in your previous sport. It's fun watching you in this one as well, Marty. Congratulations. Best of luck the rest of the year. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Former American number one, Marty Fish, still to come on golf today. How about a four-time major champ? Ernie Els will join us next with a new pet product that's sure to delight every golf lover and dog owner. Stay tuned. So who doesn't love dogs and the outdoors, the time spent, not just good for you, but also for the pups, a little fresh air, place to roam, man and woman's best friend. Love seeing the pups on the golf course. For more on the benefits of golf and dogs, we send it down to Amy Rogers. Thanks, guys. Here alongside a very familiar face, Ernie Els, as well as Mark Siegel. Now, we are talking about Ernie Els pet products. A little bit of a surprise to some of you might not know that Ernie Els is so familiar with pets. How did this get started, Ernie? Um, these guys. You know, we, we run our Autism Foundation event down in uh, uh, Palm Beach. So we played together. Uh, Mark's a partner. Bill Deutsch is a partner, myself. And we played in a, uh, a pro-am together. Um, actually, Mark's father-in-law, Shelley, he was the real brains behind this. Shelley was in the business. And as it will be, um, you know, we felt that autism could play a part in this, um, uh, you know, raising money for our foundation and so forth. We love our pets. You know, we love golf. And we see how pets is an integral part of golf, you know. Um, uh, and we just felt uh, we can give them a good product and um, keep the pets friendly. Speaking of products, Mark, walk me through some of the products that you guys do have available. So we have a multitude of uh, treats and we have uh, uh, toys we, and we have accessories for dogs. We try and keep all the treats as natural, high quality as possible, priced right for the consumer. Uh, some of our treats are actually completely golf themed. We have a chicken treat that has a flag, a ball, a tee. Uh, in, a, in a chicken that's easily digestible by the, uh, for a dog. Um, and we've focused everything around how we make our dogs happy and how we get our customers happy and how we get money for the foundation. So as a pay-forward company, it's a good feeling for all of us. And instead of only helping one person, he's helped thousands. And we're jumping on the bandwagon to make this even better. Yeah, Ernie, what does it mean to you to know that you have this product then that is get, raising money for Else for Autism? Well, it's just, you know, I've never done anything like this. You know, I've done some other products in my life, but uh, never in the in the pet industry. Um, you know, funny enough, on the cover there, that's one of our, that's our, one of our dogs, Luca. Aww. You know, it's a little Frenchy, so uh, he's much more photogenic than I am. 
but uh, it was just a feel-good story. Uh, as Mark says, you know, we're giving a lot of money back to charity, and um, you know, we're getting into the space. You know, so we'll see how it goes. What sort of a reaction have you got to Ernie Els getting involved in the pet business? Yeah, people are going like, uh, I don't know that um, you're financially strapped. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's just you know, we we love our our products. Uh, I love our our, our pets and. Um, we're going to have fun with this thing, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Thanks, guys. It's been fun to spend a little bit of time with you as well. Back to you, Matt. You know, I've always said that in the land in Ireland, you can hear the music, and in the music, you can see the land. It is a place where your soul is set free to soar. I am here with Alison Metcalf, who is the president of Tourism Ireland. And Alison, such a stunning scene. Ireland is such a stunning place, and I know you've met with great success since we've come out of COVID. You're flying high. We're flying high. We've seen an incredible recovery. We, we, we welcomed nearly 2 million visitors back in 2019, and we're back to 80% of that last year. And of course, the golf market is such a big part of that business. So we're here today with a great group of 35 companies from the, around the island of Ireland. Golf's a great part of our business. Um, Ireland is easy to get to, which is really, really important. And um, we just cannot wait to welcome more Americans back. To that point, uh, Ireland being easy to get to, uh, so many more flights and, and, and routes are, are running now. You want to comment on that as well? Yeah, this year we'll have uh, flights from 15 U.S. cities right across the U.S., so 15 routes. The new city pair would be um, Cleveland, Ohio to Dublin. And, of course, for golfers, Shannon Access is coming back. So New York, Boston, and uh, Chicago will have uh, services to Shannon. So for golfers, get on that Shannon flight, get off, and you'll be on the, the first tee before 10 o'clock. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Of course, it is to the credit of you, Tourism Ireland, and everyone that's also working in this booth. But I would ask you the question, why do you think it is? that Ireland has become so popular? Well, I think, first of all, it obviously it's easy to get to, but I think it's the, first of all, it's the landscape and the stunning scenery. Um, I think it's our culture, it's the music, and then above all, I think it's the people. It's the welcome, it's our unique, unique brand of hospitality, and whether you're traveling just for leisure or for golf, um, I think it's the, the full package, and we've got one-third of the world's links courses. We have incredible accommodation, everything from castle hotels, resort properties, B&Bs, Airbnbs, you name it. Um, but it is that 19th hole, it is that crack factor, fun factor, um, that people really enjoy, and it's very easy to come off the golf course and then also enjoy a great music or cultural experience. And, and some of the best memories people take away from them are the stories, the people they meet in the pubs, that music session. And they strike up conversations with people who, you know, were strangers when they walked in, but often become life, you know, long-term lifetime uh, friends. There's so no I mean, doubt. that's what it's about. There is, it is absolutely yeah. what it's all about. That word crack that you use is the Irish word for fun. And when you talk about having fun in the cultural experience, it's not only defined by the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world and more courses like Adair Manor, which is going to be hosting the Ryder Cup in just a few years down the road. It's also about everything else that Ireland has to offer. So even though we're here at the PGA show, there's so much more. Absolutely, and I think, you know, whether people are in, they want um, to do a sightseeing tour, they want to look at castles, they want to do outdoor activities, walking, hiking, cycling, want to take a food tour. Um, and Ireland's a foodie destination. That might surprise some of your viewers out there, but it's a great foodie destination. So there's, there's lots and lots of things to do for different types of travelers and also for families. We're seeing a great growth in multi-generational travel. So youngsters coming with parents and grandparents, there's tons of stuff to do. So, so proud of you guys. Congratulations. Thanks, Matt, and thanks for all your support. Always a pleasure. We are here at the Ireland booth, and it is buzzing.
No doubt, Maddie coming up on golf today. He won a major championship, captain of the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Jim Furyk going to join live from Orlando with a new product that'll have you walking the course in style. Stay tuned. Welcome into golf today, a live look at the PGA show, Orlando, Florida, this week, bringing together thousands of PGA professionals. You got golf leaders, industry executives, retailers from around the world showcasing 800 golf and golf lifestyle brands, the golf carts. Just, it's just buzzing with people. Quite a difference from 1954 when it all got started. Dunedin, Florida, now the world's largest business to business golf event. As I mentioned, 800 golf companies, nearly a million square feet of exhibit space, lots of business going on, including the fashion business. Yeah, last night, a fashion show. There's our own, very own Bailey Chambly, Katie Janella there as well. Music thumping, strike a pose. Come on, Vogue. It was a great, great night. For more on fashion, let's welcome back Bailey Chambly. Seemed like quite a great evening. Yes, Damon, thank you. It was actually the largest attended fashion show that we've ever had, and I've been doing this for quite some year, some amount of years now. So uh, definitely was a great vibe last night at the fashion show. So I'm talking fashion here for you again today, some women's coverage. So I get asked all the time, what's trending in women's golf fashion? Or at least where do I want things to go? What do I want to see more of? And I've been saying for about three years now, I really want like a throwback, a vintage vibe, something retro. And I don't know if I breathe that into existence or I'm clairvoyant, both or neither. But anyway, there is a retro vibe going on in women's golf apparel right now, and I am absolutely loving it. We have some mannequins behind me, some real people. Yes, they are meant to be here. Um, I'm going to take you through all these women's golf apparel brands one by one. Starting over here, we have Kilo Tango. So what I love about Kilo Tango is their um, course to cocktail. And so they're really, they offer a younger take on age-old golf styles while maintaining a tradition and respecting dress code. So I don't know if you can see this shirt texture here. It's kind of like a terry cloth. So again, that vintage, that old school look, but it's actually polyester. It's very comfortable, but just a really clean silhouette, um, A-line, this ruffle skirt I really love with the sweater on top and just very classy and very classic from Kilo Tango. So definitely loving that look. And next up, we have one of our live models. Step right up here. Yep, front and center. There you go. This is um, Katie Burns from Jaybird. So she's actually the founder of the company. It's been around for five years and really beautiful pieces, really buttery soft. I'm touching. It's so soft. I love the feel of that. Um, it was born out of a love for style and a need for more function and a desire to inspire more women to get into the game of golf. So she has mix and match pieces. Uh, very lovely. Oh, she doesn't even need direction. She just does the twirl. I love it. Um, tailored and fit to flatter uh, the women's body. And it's really beautiful pieces. So definitely, if you haven't already, check out Jaybird. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> And next up, we have another founder. This is um, Allie Putnam from A Putnam. So they just launched, and it is their first time at the PGA show. And this is her um, colleague, Emily, as well. So um, really beautiful pieces that focus on resort to sport. They Each garment, they bring a modern elevated take on your traditional um, golf apparel so that you can do more with less. So Allie is wearing the wrap dress, which I want you to notice her feet when we pan down there. Eventually, uh, don't say too long, right? That's weird. But she's wearing dress shoes is my point because this dress can take you to dinner 
but it is a golf dress. So, so change that footwear and you're actually wearing the same dress to dinner and on the golf course. And people would never know that that was a golf dress if you wear it to dinner. So thank you, Allie. And then also on Emily, we have from A Putnam Still, um, beautiful pieces, just really well made. This blazer you can travel in. It's just so nice and you could take it anywhere, course and off. So thank you. So that was the latest from A. Putnam. So then we have this from Belmare. So what I love about this brand, um, really when you go to your closet in the morning and you're going to get dressed, even if golf is not on your itinerary in any way, shape or form for the day, you would still grab these pieces because they don't necessarily look like golf and they're super cozy. Um, Belmare has cashmere in most all of their products. Um, variations of what percent of cashmere, but very high quality, well-made. You could throw, you know, some knee-high boots on with this and go out and nobody would know that's a golf outfit, outfit because it's really just meant to take you transition, be cozy and comfy anywhere you go in life, golf course or off. So definitely check out Belmar. And then lastly, we have Smith & Quinn. So the founder of this is Kaylee Smith and she makes all of these prints custom made herself. And I actually, I talked to her earlier today, I was at the booth and I said, do you ever run out of ideas? Because you go to their booth or go online and there are hundreds of prints and they are all custom made. And she said, no, actually I have more ideas than I can produce. So you're never gonna have that awkward moment on the golf course where you see someone in the same outfit from two fairways away with Smith and Quinn. So definitely just very nice, versatile. They have dresses, they have separates, lots of great stuff to check out. And like I said, loving the vibe of all of these brands. Thank you, ladies. We have two founders here. So thank you guys for what you're doing for women's golf apparel, loving it, keep it up. I'm a big fan, I'll keep buying. Uh, so that is what's going on if, with women's apparel in 2023. And now let's send it over to Amy. Thanks so much, Bailey. Well, you know there are so many exciting new brands and companies that are here at the show. Boxtoe is one of them, a newer company established in 2020, and one of their ambassadors is Jim Furyk, who is here today. Jim, what attracted you to Boxtoe? I think originally just seeing the shoes. I mean, you look at them, they're beautiful. They've got a, you know, a just a, a great classic look, but uh, you know, really wanted to. Uh, I'm picky about shoes. I, I kind of consider them golf equipment, and we're walking eight miles a day. They have to perform during the golf swing, and so I really wanted to touch them, feel them, try them on, and uh, I just, I mean, they're comfortable as could be. Uh, they passed all the tests that I put them through, which. Uh, if you talk to any of the shoe companies I've represented in the past and I've had great relationships with, uh, I'm very picky about my shoes. So uh, I think first and foremost, the first thing that attracted me, the first thing I saw, um, they're just they're beautiful. They're great looking shoes. What has been sort of your relationship with them? Have you had any input in some of the designs and some of the shoes that, that you guys are developing? Not necessarily from a uh, fashion uh, sense, but uh, yes, wearing them, telling them how they feel on the ground, uh, lacing them up, where they, you know, where they fit well, is there any improvements we can make? Um, it's actually been a really nice collaboration, and so uh, it's been a lot of fun for me. I said I, I love, I love working on my golf equipment. I love tinkering with clubs, uh, wedges, grinds, and so uh, you know, I guess your grip is your only connection to the golf club, right? Well, your shoes, your feet—that's your connection to the ground and your balance in a golf swing. And so, uh, being able to kind of join a new company and seeing. Um, I guess how anxious, how ambitious, uh, how excited they are about starting a new company and then kind of getting in on a, on, on a ground level early on and being part of it is really fun for me. And so uh, uh, it's been nice meeting a lot more of the folks here at the show uh, and then also kind of collaborating for the last couple of months and talking about the shoes. 
Let's talk golf a little bit, getting into a new season here. Where would you assess where your game's at to start the year? Uh, I haven't played yet. Um, there's a good chance I might play in a couple weeks in Morocco. If not, I'll play at the Chubb in Naples for sure on the Champions Tour. Uh, I'm a little rusty, a little rusty in my game right now, but uh, yeah, I think everyone would say that when it's January, right? I haven't uh, I took a little time away from the game, I think, really to recharge both mentally and physically, but... Uh, also, really, to kind of break down last year, I wasn't real happy with uh, the 22 season. It was, uh, by my standards, I consider it was a poor season for the way I played. And and uh, and with that, I think you really want to think about what do I need to improve on? What what went wrong? Kind of let's go back to point A and let's let's kind of rebuild and start. And, and so uh, I did do some work in the off season on parts of my game and and uh, things that I hopefully I can kind of work into this year and be be stronger be better and um, and get back to the form I was in in 21 which was a great year well, we're looking forward to seeing you tee it up again thanks so much for the time Jim we appreciate it appreciate you visiting the box though back on golf today the actor Dennis Quaid first gained attention for his work in the late 1970s eventually appearing in movies such as the right stuff the parent trap any given Sunday the rookie the day after tomorrow so many others uh, fantastic Resume, The Rookie. I remember Inner Space, one of my favorite movies. Martin Short was in that one as well. American Underdog. He's just done a lot of fantastic roles with more. We're joined by Matt Adams and Dennis Quaid. Yeah, the star power all over the PGA show. One of them sitting right next to me and Dennis Quaid. He's got a new movie coming out called The Long Game, which we're going to get into in just a second. But before I find out about The Long Game, I want to find out about The Total Game. What's it like for you to be here at the PGA show and see all of this immersed in golf? Like a kid in a candy store. That's what it feels like. I've been looking for a simulator, actually, for the last three months. And I don't know whether I, when to make the leap. There's, there's probably a bunch of companies that would I'll love, probably find out love to get that business uh, from you. How about in the club side? Are you happy with everything in your bag currently? Yep. Yes, Rickson. Oh yeah, it they're was here between too. the TaylorMades and the Strixon uh, last year, and I just, I just love them. How much are you playing? The whole field, only once a day, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> even when I work and I try to hit balls, I'll go find a simulator someplace. Awesome stuff. It just makes me forget about everything else. You well, know? one of the things you can't forget about because you're here to talk to me about it is the long game. Yeah. What is this movie based on? Is this a true story? Yeah, it is a true story. It was these uh, Latino kids. Uh, South Texas in 1958. In a way, it's kind of like the Lee Trevino story in a, a bit. You know, because these these kids they uh, they love golf. They caddied at this country club down there, and but they couldn't play there because you know that was back during segregation. And uh, they built their own golf course out in the desert. They had like one hole with a green and you know nine different ways to get to it, oh my different God. tees, and. Uh, they started a team at their high school. This guy came along and uh, started a team at their high school, and they won the state championship their very first year out in no Texas. Kidding. Yeah. Now, what role are you playing in this film? Are you the coach? I play the, I play the pro who was at that country club, and uh, as time goes by, I start to kind of, like, take them on and, and, huh. and you know, coach them and... Stuff like that, and it's it's because uh, they need a they need a white face when they go to these tournaments because they show up and people you know, it's uh, it's it's it was a great part. It's a really great story. I did a, a another movie called Blue Miracle with the same director, Julio, 
and uh, which was about sport, you know, sport fishing. And uh, really, yeah, it was about these kids in an orphanage who won the biggest sport fishing uh, tournament in the world, actually. <laughs> and but uh, you know, the movie is about golf, but it's also it's about character is really what it's about in both of these films. That's awesome. When you get to that point where you talk about golf and you talk about character. It is interesting, isn't it, that the game of golf, you play it all the time, obviously. It's all about character, yeah. isn't it? As in, what a character. <laughs> <laughs> there is or, that. Or, but, but, but building character, too. <laughs> the camaraderie that goes, goes along. Now, for this, way. I have to tell you, Dennis, for us, in 21, we couldn't have a show. It was virtual, right? Yeah. In 22, it was kind of building back. This, this is our first real post-COVID show. So the crowds are back, the enthusiasm's back, stars like yourself are here. It kind of, it's starting to feel normal to us that there's so much enthusiasm. I'm hoping that you're going to get a chance to wander around here a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, it's already planned out. It's already planned yeah. out. Now, did you come into Orlando just for the PGA just show? Just this morning. I'm doing a, a, a Taylor Sheridan Western. That's the reason I got all this hair on my face in uh, Texas. Same guy who did 1883 in Yellowstone. Well, where did the long game shoot? Wasn't that Texas too? Yeah, we shot uh, outside of Austin uh, for that and uh, in the country of Columbia. Wow. Yeah. And you're a Texas guy too, right? Houston, if I Yeah, I'm from correctly. Houston originally. You, where you grew up? Yeah. In, in the business today, kind of the broad macro term, how much of it is about doing films now for you that you hope will get picked up and distributed at large versus whoever, Netflix or any of the, any of the paid services? It's, uh, you know, it's a different world. And uh, in a way, it's another golden age, really, for, for actors because there's not just, like, twice the work because of streaming now sure. it has picked up. There's, uh, like, ten times the work <laughs> that there used to be. And uh, well, That's good. It's, uh, it's really nice. It's very, very nice, especially at my delicate age, to still be able to hey, dude, really get out there you, and you work paid and your do dues some with things it. that you love. When you were coming it's a great on, opportunity with us. for a lot of things that wouldn't make it to you know be a feature True. now to to get out there and uh, more content. Very cool. When you were first coming on with us, there yeah. was a shot in there. I think it was, I think it was Justin Timberlake and and Rory. Was it with you? Yeah. Was That's that right. from Pebble or where? That was over in uh, Switzerland. Yeah, I went to a, the Omega tournament over there. Oh, yeah. Got invited to do I that. I remember you played like in that. Scott Savlov, who uh, had me over there. And Rory was my uh, playing partner, what do you know? And that was, uh, that was really a, a great four days. How Beautiful. humbling is it for you to be playing with the best in the world? Uh, it's... You know, I birdied the first hole with, with uh, like a 12-foot putt after hitting like a dinky drive off the, <laughs> the, the rough. And then from there, I started to get delusions of grandeur, and then it was very humbling for the next 17 holes. I love it. Hey, go back to that picture, guys, again, of, of Dennis with, with, with Rory and with Justin Timberlake. Dude, nice guns. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I got two guns and a six-pack. Hope I don't get pulled over. <laughs> but Justin, Justin's a really, he's, he's an excellent. Really good. Another good player. Yeah. He's about a six, maybe. I think he's Sandsbags. I think he's actually a four. Says he's a six. 
It's really good. <laughs> don't, don't start controversy <laughs> up on the set. The new movie is called The Long Game, so keep a watch for it because they're just about to go into putting in all of the different shows, festivals, yeah. and see what happens, right? It's really great. I mean, it's really the, for the whole family as well. And uh, it's just, it's a great story, you know? But like The Rookie, you know, the baseball movie I did, really did well. You know, it, it wasn't about baseball. It was about second chances. Yes. And that's where great, you know, sports movies, they're about something else that, uh, other than that. And, but uh, it's really good. Very it's close awesome. to my heart. Very good to see you. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much for being here you at bet. the PGA Show. Enjoy yourself as you wander around. I will. He'll make sure of that.